As we continue with episode two of our kitchen table conversation on distractions, it's time for us to turn our attention towards the distractions that have taken over the lives of our youth. In order for us to truly understand the next generation of leaders, we must first get an understanding from their point of view. Let's continue the conversation to try to find the connection that we need in order to turn the focus of our children to hearing God's word. That's what's raising the kids now, because now I can get, I can steal away and they can do whatever they're going to do, which is fine. You know, they're going to do their thing, but I can put them on this right here and watch a movie, and a movie, and a movie, and a movie, and going for hours and hours and hours. Right. But then it's up, it's up to the parent. It starts at home. That's that's it right there, because like you said, once the parents send them to school, and I think we had this conversation before, they send them to school any kind of way. Because now the school is the babysitter now. Because that's it. When, when the school was, you've seen the most parents raising so much significant blame and pointing during the pandemic, y'all teaching me to get back to work. Why do why you need to get back to work? Because now I got to have to do what y'all do at home now. And this, this isn't cool. Right. And I can't do this. So y'all need to get back to work so I can send them to school. So I can get back to my life. Exactly, get back to my life. So it has to start there, not with the kid itself. Because number one, the kid is, they can be some wonderful kids. And, and wonderful kids yeah. come out of it. They come out of distress. Because they don't want, number one, don't want to be that way. Don't want to live that way. And going to be more than that. Then some of them just say, I'm not going to be any better. <coughs> because number one, you just like your daddy. You ain't going to be no good. Right. You, you, right. you ain't no count. So now in their mind, that's what they go to school thinking that I'm not, I'm not worth anything until they meet that teacher. They say you're worth something until they meet or sit down and this or have these conversations that we need to have with. Them. I love kids because yeah. number one, when you have that conversation, I didn't think anybody cared about me. I heard the little girl. I was on the phone with you one night. Hey, Mister Heard in the background, two different occasions passing by. That's 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 that that's that connection. Right. That's that point where you, you made a difference in their lives. And, and, and it's ha- I think it's probably happened to all of us. I know it's happened to me. It's not the kids themselves. It's the parents of the kids. Like I said, the kids raising kids. Too many kids raising kids. So how do we reach that point of that? that that's what we need to reach. Yeah. All we can do is keep preaching Christ. Keep telling people. Because even within talking to kids about Christ, unless you're at church, you gotta be careful. Because we we don't do it at school. You know, that's that's all from that kind of thing. And the place you do it is at church. But if you want to talk to a kid about Christ somewhere else other than that, you you might have trouble on your hand because you don't know what that parent teaching that kid or not teaching that kid. A child comes home talking about, where you get this from? So and so, so, so. And then you have to be careful how you 
associate with kids by yourself because you never want to be alone with little kids because anything can be said, anything can be perceived. So you have to, it is, it does take us continuing to think, okay, how can we get this message? I've shared this story before and it just had to be God that did it. The, you got to reach a kid that can reach other kids. It's like you had kids starting to come to your Sunday school class, right? Because another kid told them about it, something like that. That's what happened to me one time. Well, I was asked to teach a Sunday school lesson right after preaching one Sunday morning. And we were, was three groups of kids sharing one space in the back. And but the kids kept, the kids that were coming to my class started inviting their kid, their friends to spend the weekend with them to come to church. And they just kept coming and kept coming and they start coming so much, the church had to build an additional room on the back of the church just to house the kids' Sunday school class. So we've got to pray that God leads us to that one or those two that can connect with another kid and they come and they see and then they share and they come and they see because apparently that's what's going on at certain churches. It's like you said, when, when me personally going to church, I don't like to come as I am. I like to put on a suit. That's just me. But if you ain't got suits, you wear what you are. I'm not looking at you no different than you got a suit on. And now churches, are, some churches are starting to get that, especially with this pandemic. People come to share with a little polo on, some jeans or some khakis or whatever. As long as you come decent in the house of the Lord. Children have to be put at ease. Children, you say it all the time, Dr. Mason, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Somebody got to show a kid that they care enough to tell them the truth. Parents are so far gone, some of them, not all of them, some of them are so far gone that the last thing on their mind is church until somebody dies. And some kids have grown up in churches and that's all they know, that church because the granddaddy started the church and now the son, your dad is pastor in the church and you stay there and you stay there. Some of them don't know to move beyond where they are. Some of them don't know that there are options, but as long as Jesus Christ is the center, if he's preaching, if it, the message that if you die in your sins is, is the thing that's preached there, not preaching the pastor, not preaching this board of what we do, but Christ is the center of the ministry. That, that, that may be a church because kids don't know about praying and saying, Lord, lead me where you want me to be. It's up to the parents to take a child to church. And so if a parent ain't taking a child to church, a lot of kids ain't going. But back in the day, a kid would go with another kid who went to church. And see, that's even stopped now. Because like you said, all you're going to see a lot of time in church is this right here. They're just looking down. They're doing this. They're on social media. They're trying to see how many likes they got. The message is being mangled by the distractions. 
It is. It, it comes. It still. It, it all boils down to the parents. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's, that, that's the root of it all. That, that's the issue right there. My son, he'll get invited by his friends to go to church and be instantaneous. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. And ask them how they had, they had a good time. You see videos when they seen them, they up in the they they praising the they, the the music sets the tone. For it, it does. It's it's different for them in that generation. Right. Now if we set them in the same hymnals that that I discussed before, I was like, we need to change a few things, and I got you know kind of rebuked on that one, you know, and, and you know because that wasn't you know that wasn't the, you know the way. They, they would, I wouldn't understand it because it, it's a meaning to it, but it still wouldn't be. They ain't gonna understand blessing <laughs> assurance. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They ain't gonna understand yeah. at the cross, at the cross, <laughs> where I first saw the light and the burners up. What you talking about, man? <laughs> they need a little. You give them that song, but you may have to. And I'm just gonna be real. There's a difference in the way. That um, some churches sing Amazing Grace and some churches sing Amazing Grace. Yeah, right. There's a huge difference. And so you may have to. You know what? Something just hit me. All right, here's y'all's task. Take this song and put it in a way y'all want to present it to us. Keep it holy. Keep the meaning behind it. Let me tell you the meaning behind this. Now keep that here. Sing it in the way y'all want to sing. Even if you got to rap it. Me personally, I ain't a fan of Christian rap. But if I got some kids that it's Christian rap is helping them get closer to the law, let's do it. The message don't change. The methodology might change. But we gotta we gotta keep looking at the distractions though, because social media is not the only distraction. Like we said, people in the church, yes, they're distractions. Sometimes the pastor's lifestyle is a distraction. That's true. That's true. Sometimes how one group of people treated in the church and a different group of people treated in the church is a major distraction. Because Deacon so-and-so daughter got pregnant and everybody just blessed her and praised her. But when Sister Sally's daughter got pregnant, oh, she outcast now. All kinds of distractions in the church. And sometimes a way somebody come in church dress. That's a distraction. Sometimes all you do is talk about money in the church. That's a distraction. And now if you stay in church too long, that's a distraction. Give me 30 minutes so I can get on to the house and watch my favorite sports show. Let me go out and eat for two hours. To the mall. Yeah, walk around. Four hours. Yeah. All kinds of distractions. And we know who behind the distraction. That tackle box on. Yeah. <laughs> he does not want people focused on Jesus Christ. He definitely does not want our children focused on Jesus Christ. It's true. He knows if our children get because see, here's the thing: if when kids get into something, they into it, wrong or right. 
when, when kids get into something, he know if we can get the kids away, we can keep the kids from here. Because a child can go to church and start bothering the parent about going to church. Sometimes a child can get a daddy to go to church before a wife can. So what the devil going to do? He going to keep that child focused on any and everything but anything about Jesus Christ and God. He is a great deceiver. <clears throat> I used to tell people one time, I asked a question, I was teaching Sunday school, and, and I don't like when situations like this occur. Because sometimes, it's not what's said, it's who says what's said. True. I asked the Sunday school, I said, do y'all like the devil? I said, I can't stand that joke. They just looked at me kind of like, mm -hmm. Pastor happened to come on out a few minutes later. He said, I just heard Tim out here asking that question to y'all. He said, I'm like Tim, I can't stand that joke. <laughs> Pickles and juice. <laughs> but that joker, he has nothing good for nobody, bro, Sam. Whatever he can do to keep our minds off of Jesus. How many times you hear people, I want to thank the Lord for letting me live to see another day, for clothing me in my right mind, for life, health, and strength. That's a distraction to me. Because <laughs> if that's all you got to thank God for. Because it's like you really haven't learned anything. And I and that's like, how is that a distraction? That's all you know about Jesus? Or do you really know anything about Jesus? That, that's colloquial. And colloquials can be distractions. It's like I was sharing with Dr. Mason the other day. <clears throat> People say, the Bible say each generation get weaker and wise. No, it don't. Show me that in the Bible. <laughs> that's a learned thing, though. They've heard it somewhere. Or right. continuously hear it. They heard it in the church and they keep repeating. Mm -hmm. the, de the, de the devil the devil will let a lie ride in the church. See, when people say that the Bible says something, you're literally saying that Jesus said it, that God said it. And when you're saying that he said something he didn't say, you're calling him a lie and he can't be a lie. And you don't really understand what you're doing. So all this colloquial stuff, if you take one step, he'd take two. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible never said when praises go up, blessings come down. The Bible said that God inhabits the praise of Israel, which translates when you praise God, he draws near. The word inhabit means to draw near. So we got a lot of colloquial stuff going on in the church. And, and there now you you hit the hit one of the points there in church that that's that's how you you give it to them they're looking for the straight forward answer I don't need you to take me all around the world you know to get here you know because that that's what they they want that understand you have to give it to them where they can understand it that's it and it doesn't change his words but just give them the word the way the word it is. You don't have to put yourself in it because I, I've seen it before. And I'm like, I've sat there and I had to close my eyes sometimes and just pray to God. Because 
because I'm like, okay, you done took us all the way through your life, but we're talking about both of you talking about Jesus. And this, you, you've taken us here. Now you've lost, you've lost so many people along the way. Again. Now you've lost them, and now how do you get them back? It's like, oh my goodness. Again, the messenger can be the distraction if the messenger doesn't have the right message. From the time you enter those doors, going into church, when you're greeted there, it sets a tone. It sets a mood of how you received. Because you can get looked up and down any kind of way and know you see it, so you feel some kind of way. Don't want to be here, number one, but I'm going to go ahead anyway. But if you receive in love, and that's how they do it, Man, it's amazing how the service can go from the time you enter to the people greeting you to the people that see you to the time you leave. I'm glad you came. You know, and and now it's like when I go into the church, I even get messages and phone calls. Hey, I'm glad you said that in church today. I look at my spirit. I'm like, because it's people on Facebook, but they come to church, give me gift cards, send me cards. Why they send me cards? They must love you. It's because it's as genuine as it is, you know, it's, and that's what it is. So if you're accepted that way and it remains that way, of course it's going to keep continue to, to build on to it. So that that's where one of the distractions is or the disconnects as well, how we greet and receive on how the kids are received and come in. Because number one, I said we should have a, and I said this before the church, we should have a family feud, a Christian family feud. Of the kids and the adults, and, and the Bible scripture of who this, and, and then because we did it one Sunday, it was in there doing something that we're doing Bible scripture and the kids, and now oh, these kids having so much fun and laughing, but it was all about the scriptures come up. Who said this? When did they say it? When did this time? You know, go to this side if you think you said this. If you go to this side. They're learning the Bible, number one, because my son was like, Dad, I thought you knew this. I said, I don't know the whole Bible. I'm just going to this side of the before you know. At the same time. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it, it included them and they had a, had a ball. So, it's how we approach them in that way, it's how we get them that way. Now, you, that's not a distraction, it's an attraction. But part of the problem is, is getting them there. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That, that's a problem now. Because there's a generation that remember when um, the children of Israel went into Egypt and Joseph helped sustain them. With Pharaoh. He was what, second in command under Pharaoh. Yes. And the Bible says that that Pharaoh died and a Pharaoh arose that didn't know Joseph and the children of Israel. We got a generation that has arisen that don't know God and Jesus. And there's nobody teaching them because as you said, it starts at home. <clears throat> fathers out of place. But fathers are out of place twice because one, they don't have a relationship with Christ so they're in and everywhere else. And secondly, they're not in the home with their children a lot of time. But thirdly, sometimes the father's in the home, but he's just in the home and not in the home. So we got so much fighting against us. So it's time to do some calling out. 
that's we we're gonna get in trouble if we're gonna be who we who we're supposed to be. <clears throat> As you say, somebody told you you're gonna stir up a hornet's nest. Well, I guess I'm just a person to get stuck. Bold enough. Bold enough to get I'm going to tell y'all something happened the other day at work. And it was so heavy and so stressful that I walked towards the football field and just stood there and said, God, I can't do this. That's just how bad the situation was. You know what I heard the Lord tell me? You are here for such a time as this. What I thought I couldn't handle and didn't want to handle, He telling me I gotta handle. Yeah, we gotta handle some tough stuff. I'm just sitting here looking at something. All of us sitting up in here in black right now. Black is not appreciated. <laughs> Black is supposed to be evil. Yeah. But just, we got to tell the, the dark truth. Sometimes truth is light, but it comes in a matter. People don't like truth sometimes. People don't like constructive criticism. People don't like to hear, hey, you out of place. Hey, what make you perfect? I ain't perfect. I've just been chosen to relay a message. And that's what they got to understand. It's not our message. We're just heralds. We're proclaiming somebody else's message. It's time, people. It's like you said, for such a time as this, the time is now. It's time. It's time to understand that you're allowing distractions and you don't even realize that you're being distracted with what you're being distracted with. The God of this world has veiled their eyes. People don't see nothing wrong with social media. <clears throat> it ain't nothing wrong with social media. It's something wrong with how you use it or how you let it use you. It's true. Nothing wrong with the internet if you use it right. But if you don't remember how it first came out, WWW, World Wide Web. What is a web? A web will get you caught up. That's their intentions. Yeah. That's what will get you caught up. Get you caught, a web will get you caught up. What is it? World Wide Web. And why do you call it World Wide Wisdom? <laughs> you know, because you're learning all of this knowledge, uh, basically whether it's good or bad. But you know, they could have just said, you know, we're worldwide uh, wisdom or worldwide, you know, whatever, anything but web. Because, like Professor said, when it comes down to web, it's sort of deceiving. web. Could this be the main distraction that has blinded so many of us? Is this the deception that has caused so much disorder and confusion? 
We will expound upon this and more in the final episode of our conversation. So join us at the table for the final and third episode of Distractions.